when you create that bridge to your minority employees, particularly when we're talking about Juneteenth, then you can go back to them and say, okay, now we're trying to have an external focus for next year. And these were some of the comments that really resonated with us as a leadership team. And we want to highlight these things. Will you help us with bringing this externally? Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D dot I-O. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Crown. As always, you're joined by your two favorite hosts, Adam and Chloe. And in today's episode, we're actually just going to take a step back as June has come to a close and, and look at the importance of Juneteenth and how it impacts our culture. After recently being declared a federal holiday, Juneteenth sprang to the forefront of various companies' social media pages and websites. Today, we will dive into why proper celebration of Juneteenth matters and how companies can strive to be genuine in their support of their African-American employees and customers. Chloe, I think this is an important topic for us to talk about, uh, and I can't wait to dive into it with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's an important one as well. I, you know, I, I noticed that many corporations kind of hopped on the, the bandwagon of celebrating Juneteenth and supporting of their African-American colleagues, customers, and all of the above, but, you know, some, and some companies were probably very earnest in their support, but some companies made several missteps in celebrating the holiday. I mean, Ikea, for instance, you know, made headlines this, you know, this, that past week for adding watermelon and fried chicken to their menus for customers and employees, you know, in an attempt to honor Juneteenth. And employees and customers were very upset and also just very disappointed, you know? And, you know, I think that we need to make sure that if we want to celebrate, that we're mindful that we're not being offensive at the same time. Right, right, right. So, I mean, we can kind of delve into this, but I mean, how... How do you think, you know, from the corporate perspective that companies should really celebrate Juneteenth appropriately? Because there's there's also like a if you don't say anything. Oh, yeah. 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 Silence is not an option. So then you sit there and go, okay, well, Adam, if silence is not an option, now I'm now I have to say something, right? Yes, you do. I'm sorry. If you're a corporate and you're in the forefront of American culture or just America's buying public, yeah, you do have a civic responsibility, a corporate social responsibility to say something. And I think some of these missteps, let's just, we're not trying to beat up on Ikea and it happened here in Atlanta of all places. Um, 
but let's, lots of companies make as, yeah a lot of companies make oh, mistakes that most, was just most that do. was just oh one. yeah that's just yes. that's just one we're going to use as kind of our conversational point right right um i now i wasn't part of the decision making team either but i would have to say knowing corporates i don't think anybody did it as a as a disrespectful measure i think and right. the intentions were probably there they're like yes we need to do something this would be great and they went for it but nobody stopped to consider what were the social ramifications i think the other shocking thing was nobody of an african-american descent was even present in the room when the decision was made yes that you want to know how not to make a mistake if you're going to pay respect to a culture have the culture represented in the decision-making team absolutely i mean that sounds simple that almost sounds like that almost sounds like a no-brainer yes right oftentimes it's a a no-brainer it's a total miss. It's a total miss. And so, you know, you and I on the show have talked many times about the importance of BRGs, ERGs, whatever we're going to call them. You have a collection of individuals who are psyched about being in your company, who are psyched about their background, who are psyched about their ethnicity, and they are willing to talk to you. Go and use them. Bring them into this. Say, hey, we want to celebrate Juneteenth. What does that look like for you guys in this culture of our company? Right, right. Right. Absolutely. So I think that's that's step one. I mean, again, another real easy way to do it. So, you know, and, and I think that's it. It's just understanding. And you have to understand where your brand sits inside of society too, right? Um, if you have a brand that maybe isn't um, very much exposed in a certain uh, culture or background, you trying to make a big splash into it at something like a Juneteenth celebration might not be the best point of entry, right? So uh, uh, corporates, we talk about our business owners having to be self-aware. Corporates have to be self-aware, right? And then if it's a miss, it's a miss, call it a miss, and then, but self-identify it. There, I think now, correct me if I'm wrong, Chloe, so I'll kind of pitch it back over to you. But I think if a corporate self-identifies a miss in a cultural um knowledge in, 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 in cultural literacy, they self-identify and say, hey, we've got steps now to mitigate that. I think that goes a long way uh, with that culture. I mean, would you agree with that statement? Yes, I, th- I, I definitely do. But I think that what I feel is, and I'm very forgiving of brands, but it's like, why didn't you take the proper steps to begin with? And it's like, you have to have one black employee or one Hispanic employee that you could just bounce this off of to not even have a seat, to not even listen to the voices or for a person of color to even have a seat at the table, you know, around initiatives that affect people of color just says so much about a brand that it's it's kind of beyond repair at that point, because it's like, you know, you didn't even think that it was important enough to even bounce this off of someone in, inside of your organization before launching this whole initiative. Because I guarantee you, if, you know, in, in using this example with IKEA, if they would have bounced that off of any African American or Black, you know, um, person, employee within their organization, they would have shot it down. So, so that's the first thing. But also when you do have those individuals at the seat of the table, making sure that you listen to them, like even if it doesn't make sense to you, like if it doesn't make sense to you and it's like, well, no, why are you trying to argue with this person that's part of this ethnic group about what's offensive to them and what isn't? 
and continuing to go on. I mean, I've heard that from numerous people. It's like, oh, we told them, we told them that this wouldn't work. And they just, the executive leadership decided to go ahead with this initiative anyways, you know? And so it's like, you don't listen to them, but you don't self-identify. How can you possibly understand what is offensive and what right. isn't? Right. Yeah. You know, and, and there's almost no excuse about it anymore, right? There's cultural mastery coaches, classes, it's it's out there, right? I mean, we have several small entrepreneurs I know have been on this show and listened to us that this is their specialty, you know? So there is, I, I, I do agree, there is really no excuse for ignorance. Um, and it's, it, yeah, boy, it, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say because you shouldn't have a miss. That should not be a miss. Yeah, right? that definitely should not be a miss. And, you know, I've seen, you know, I think the events over the last year with Joy Floyd and Breonna Taylor, but also just the combination of us being in this very still place of COVID has really kind of opened corporations' interest in just social justice across the board. And, you know, it, I think that we've, you know, we're trying to do so much. And I think, again, that it's, that it's genuine, but we have to make sure that the implementation is, is something well-developed. Right. I, I couldn't agree more, you know, and it, and it comes back to, I mean, we talk about it almost constantly on this show, the why, right? Understand why you're doing it, right? Uh, you know, why are you having a Juneteenth celebration? Do you even need to have a Juneteenth celebration, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely fascinating to me. I, I do think, I, I, you know, sometimes it's a bandwagon type thing. It's like, oh, well, if everybody else is doing it, we got to jump on it. Or it's a knee jerk, like, oh, I don't want to be think of, you know, my, I don't want my company to be thought of that one company that didn't celebrate Juneteenth. So we're going to do something, you know, by hook or by crook. And then it backfires. I mean, our corporations have to realize that the the reputational risk inside cultures, inside the the, the different backgrounds is huge, right? And you can't misrepresent it. I mean, we have... Uh, in in the larger corporations, I mean, you have all sorts of multicultural marketing groups, right, that are sensitive to this to help tailor a message to those different cultures. It is vitally important because you can't just have one blanket statement, one blanket ad campaign, one blanket, you know, marketing approach. You do have to understand how different cultures interact and interact with each other, too. I mean, it's just it's one of those things. There's too much data. There's too much talk around it to miss this. Yeah. And I mean, I think if I were you know, a brand, a large brand. I mean, the way that I would have probably approached Juneteenth would have been a little different. And I also think that this is sort of the thing too, is like understanding that not all Black people in the U.S. even identify or celebrate Juneteenth. I mean, historically it was, you know, Juneteenth was because that June 19th was the day that Slaves in Texas heard about Emancipation right. Procl right. Proclamation. Right. Not two anywhere years after. else. Yeah. Yes, right. two years after. So it was right. always something that was celebrated. I mean, we had huge parades. And for those of you who, who don't know, I am originally from Texas. That's right. That's right. And so it was a huge thing every summer. But as I moved to Georgia, I realized that it wasn't something that was celebrated here. And so being mindful of that, uh, making sure that it's, it's culturally relevant to, you know, understanding the history of it and where it actually has significance and not just blanketing it across the U.S. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. I know uh, the first time I heard Juneteenth was about two years ago. Somebody right. came up to me and said, hey, we've got this idea for a Juneteenth celebration. I just kind of stared at him like, 
okay. Uh, I can't tell you how fast I was on Google looking it up real fast yes. because I had no idea what was just said to me. And again, another reason why yep. we don't need to be caught unaware. We all carry smartphones. I very, I'm shocked when I find somebody that doesn't have a smartphone in their hand, to be honest with you. In today's day and age, you do have access to a computer. I'm pretty sure of it. You're listening to our podcast. Um, look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Look yeah, it up. Look it yes, up. Look it up. Yes. If you don't know what somebody has on or the cultural significance of what somebody has on, look it up. I mean, if you're not, if you're too timid, too shy to ask them directly, because guess what? If you ask them directly, a lot of people want to share. They want to share that part of their culture with you. They want you to understand their culture, their background, their heritage. But if you're too shy, just look it up. It's going to be there. I mean, because I know I had to do that because I was in the middle of a conversation. It couldn't stop <laughs> researching it very quickly. So I could, you know, at least understand what was being said to me. Um, so, yeah, I, it, again, it, it's when we have these misses over big things, it, it does kind of leave you scratching your head a little bit. Um, but what are some of the things, Chloe, maybe that you've seen from your side that have been fantastic examples? I think we've kind of talked about the, ooh, that was bad. Um, but what have been some great things that you've seen come come from this, uh, you know, and, and really supported it and really have come across as genuine organic. Yeah. I mean, I think what I've seen that I, and, and it's something so simple, right? It was like a, a large brand focusing internally first so that they could hear the ear of their employees. What is, and it was just a simple question. What does Juneteenth mean to you? And so they, then they, what they did was they collected all these responses and then shared it with the employees, all the employees through a video. And so, yeah. And so it was like, it was educational, but it also celebrated internally. And I think when you think of just productivity and opportunity and, you know, making sure that your employees feel seen and heard that that is the first step. But like before we try to do anything externally is making sure that our employees, you know, feel seen and heard because, you know, if we go back to just overall, just outcome, when your employees are happier, healthier internally, then that automatically feeds to your bottom line. And you can avoid these missteps of external humiliation by just kind of testing and piloting some of these things internally first and figuring out what kind of response are we getting and was it positive and did it make an impact? And then, you know, when you create that bridge to your minority employees, particularly when we're talking about Juneteenth, then you can go back to them and say, okay, now we're trying to have an external focus for next year. And these were some of the comments that really resonated with us as a leadership team. And we want to highlight these things. Will you help us with bringing this externally? Exactly. No, I think that sounds, that sounds fantastic. And, and that has that feeling of being organic, right? Yes. It's not something that was decided on in an ivory tower and kind of pushed down. You reached out to the people that support you. And I think and and I I feel that anytime management does that, reaches back out to their employees and has them be part of it from kind of an organic side, especially something as important as this that is culturally relevant. I think that helps in your long-term um, retention of those employees too. Absolutely. You're making a connection with them at a very yeah. at a very important root level. Um, and they feel like we're heard. We are part of this. We are helping define who this company is. Because I think any company that stands up and goes, this is our company culture, A, B, and C, and D, and it doesn't change, and it hasn't changed since like the 40s, you may have an issue, right? So again, look at your employees, help them help you redefine, or not even so much redefine, but help refocus some of your culture too inside. And 
that is, a, a, again, we talk about the low-hanging fruit. It's almost kind of a, a well-duh moment, to be honest with you. But yes, involve them in the definition of that company. Because guess what? You've probably hired some very smart people, and they're absolutely. ready to share with you. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I, I also will just say this, too, about, you know, talking to employees and, you know, making these um, these assumptions is you're also as an employer assuming that all of the black employees that you have know what Juneteenth is as well. Oh, that's and, a good point. And yeah. I, and, and when we think about um, just the regions that we have in the U S and how we're taught history growing up, a lot of African-American and black history doesn't get taught in schools. Unfortunately, that's a talk for a whole nother day, but some of them, if you didn't grow up in the South, you may not even know about Juneteenth at all. No, no. and to so, your point, even yeah. in Texas. I mean, yes, tech, you know. Yes. So it's like, oh, I'm familiar with it. So there's also just this educational component as well that I think companies have an opportunity. Are you aware of of Juneteenth and what it means? And that, you know, you know, slaves in Texas didn't know about emancipation until two years after. You know, it's just like that is something that you could. I'm sh- I'm sure there is a number of Black people before 2020 that didn't know what Juneteenth was. So it's just you know making these assumptions that that all that you can make these blanket statements and it's applied to all Black people. Yes, and I think that's I think that's a very important point. How many corporate misses have we seen? And and stories have made it into the paper, like we just talked about, where a corporation made an assumption. And then ran with it like it was fact, you know? So again, we have to, we have to fact check ourselves. Yes, right? absolutely. Validate, absolutely. validate, 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 validate. So, so, so true. And I think this is an important one. And I hope that a lot of our corporations, you know, take heed to this and think about how can we celebrate other culturally relevant holidays in the future and how can we make sure that our employees have a seat at the table when we are speaking to our customers? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. yes. It'll pay dividends. Trust us. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and make sure to check out our previous episodes if you haven't already to continue to support the podcast. And be sure to check us out on LinkedIn at Chloe Gidry Reed and Adam Moore and stay tuned for all of our upcoming episodes. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.